Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for ushering us into the holy realm of your beauty, of your glorious realm, God. We thank you for ushering us in, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that we walk, Lord God. Lord, in realms of your glory, we thank you, Father, that you entrust us, Lord, with us so much more. We thank you, Lord God. You said, Lord God, that we're in this world. We're not of this world, Lord God. I thank you that we walk, Lord God, on holy ground, Lord God. This is holy ground, oh God. I thank you for the holy ground that you've called us to walk in, oh God. I thank you that you transform us, oh God, by your Holy Spirit. And you change us in the glory. We've been changed in the glory, in the realm of God's glory. Somebody give him, give him a round of applause. Honor him. Honor him. Honor the Lord. We honor the Lord with our worship. We honor the Lord with our song. We honor the Lord with our very hearts. We honor you, Lord. This is all about Jesus. This is not about a man or a woman. It is all about glorifying the King of Kings. It's about glorifying the one and only, Jesus, the lover of our souls. It's about giving him the praise that he deserves. It's about giving him our all. Do you surrender day by day and moment by moment? Yes, and yes again. Yes, God, we want to be those, Lord God, that continually, day by day, moment by moment, we live in a continual, continual atmosphere and attitude of surrender completely to you. Everything, everything. We surrender to you, God. Our lives, our desires, our children, our families, our health, our finances, everything, Lord God, our hearts, we surrender. We love you. And what a privilege it is to be able to walk in this way. And until you really step in and see, you don't know. It doesn't make sense from an outsider looking in. But boy, does it, if you're hungry and God's drawing you, it sure does look appetizing. But once you step in and you go, wow. This is the banqueting table that has been set before me. Now I see why they were so engulfed and entrenched in this realm of glory. It is the realm of God's glory. There were so many angelic beings just floating and worshiping with us in this place. And the spirit of the living God was so pleased receiving our worship. How many of you could see that or at least sense that? Yes. Many of you. Oh, it was powerful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Father. What an honor it is to worship the Lord. 
What an honor it is, and it is an honor to worship the Lord with all of you in the house of God. This is the house of God. And we get to worship you together, the house of glory, the house of God, the house of God's joy, the house of God's filling and increase and miracles, miracles abound in the presence of the King. So many of you were testified already of being healed today. It's beautiful. It's glorious. And many of you will continue to testify even as you leave and you go, wow, I got touched in the glory. Many times people will say they went home and the very next day they realized that all their pain is gone, that their body is strengthened, there, something changed and they know it was that realm. You know what just happened here, we, what we just experienced as a corporate body is so beautiful and so glorious, but it's what God wants us to experience on a regular basis. And I know that we do here, but I think that you would all agree it is not that common everywhere you go. And it should be common, but it isn't. So what do we say about that? Oh, God, give them and give us a taste for more. We don't exclude ourselves from that prayer. We want more. And we know it's all him. But we do know it's a hunger that draws him. It's the hunger that draws him. We need to stop letting the devil wear you out. If that's you, today, you're going to let the devil stop wearing you out. There's a way of walking in your authority that causes you to increase in strength and not shrink and be worn out. Say, it is of God for me to increase in strength. It is of God for me to increase in strength and not to become weary. The Bible says not to become weary in well-doing, right? And so we're going to continue. We're going to stand. We're going to learn what God says today. Stop letting the devil wear you out. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and in verse uh, 12. It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We have received. Say, I have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. I have received. The spirit who is God. I have the spirit of God. I walk in the Spirit of God. I have the mind of Christ. I've been redeemed. And I have it now. Not someday, not later, but now. The fullness of God's Spirit. If you have received the Spirit of the living God, and if the Spirit of the living God is on the inside of you, then as long as you are allowing the Spirit of the living God to direct your footsteps, He will always lead you into truth and never into something that's false or a lie. He will always lead you into a way of victory and breakthrough, for the Spirit of the living God knows all things. God's, the, you know, the Spirit of the Lord knows all things. He knows the end from the beginning. God is not a man that He should lie, right? And so when he directs us, when he directs our steps, he directs our steps into what he already knows is going to be the end. He knows the end from the beginning, correct? Right? Okay, so would you agree that there are some that may be doing some spiritual warfare, and they're doing warfare in the flesh? Oh, they may not know it or realize it, but they're actually getting themselves exhausted and worn out, and that's not the way to do it. Hallelujah. 
So in, in 1 Corinthians, still in chapter 2, but I want to back up in verse 10, and I want to read 10 through 16. We're going to put this all in context. It says, But God has revealed them to us through his Spirit. Okay? Talking about the, the wisdom of God. He's revealed it to us by his Spirit. Say, I have the wisdom of God. And it's been revealed to me through the Spirit of God. The Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. Remember, the Spirit of God is within me. I have received. We already read that in verse 12. I have received, right, the Spirit of God? So the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. Where is the Spirit of God found? Within you. Where is the Spirit of God found? Within you. The Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except for the Spirit of man? Where is the Spirit of man? That's who you are. But it says, which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Where is the Spirit of God? Within you. Should you know the will of God? Absolutely. He's within you. Let's keep going. Verse 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. We've received the Spirit of God so that we would know the things that have been freely given to us by God himself. There are things that have been freely given to you, and they've been revealed to you by God himself so that you would know him. Say, I know him. The power of his resurrection. I know him. I know him. The pain of his suffering. I know him. Say, I know him. I walk with him. I talk with him. I commune with him. We are one. Verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. That's why they think it's foolishness, and they don't understand. It says, for, for to them it's foolishness. How can they know? Because they're spiritually discerned. In other words, they're shut down, spiritually shut down. But how could they no, how could they understand unless they've been awakened? But verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. I have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. So we're going to stop letting the devil wear us out. Authority. Let's talk for a moment about, about authority. We know we have authority. In the Word of God, it tells us in Luke 10, 19, that he's given us all authority. Write that scripture down if you don't know it. Luke 10, 19, he's given us all authority. Authority is not dependent upon how you feel, though, church of God. It is not dependent on how you feel. You feel strong one day, so you respond in strength. You feel weak one day, so you respond in weakness, or you don't respond at all. It shouldn't be like that. Authority is not dependent upon how you feel. Authority is what's been given to us by the living God. It is our rightful domain. We are to rule and reign with the authority that God has given us. And he said in his word, uh, he says, I give you all authority Amen. over snakes and scorpions, all authority over all the power of the enemy. He says in his word, nothing shall by any, mean, any means harm you in Luke 10, 19, right? He's given us the authority. The problem in the church many times is that people don't understand fully the authority and they think 
that it has to be something that's worked up. And they get real, you know, loud. And, and, and I get loud, too. Trust me. Trust me. But here's the difference. You go, <laughs> Holy Ghost loud. That's what somebody said. But here's the thing. You know, whether you get loud or whether you get quiet has nothing to do with it. There are times that I feel from the Lord, just whisper it. Hmm. You just, hmm. And the enemy knows exactly what you're saying and what you're doing because he knows you, studies you, right? There are times I'm shouting it because that's what I'm supposed to do. But if you do so in your own strength, you're going to be worn out and you're going to be tired and you're not going to be able to go for the long haul. The Spirit of the Lord wants, today, I believe that God wants to teach you something. And it's about our authority. And the authority that we have is in Christ, first and foremost. But the authority that we have in, in Christ needs to be based on the Word of God. If you don't attach the promise of God to your, to your command, to your authority, then what are you doing? It is the word that the devil shrieks. He does not like the word. He's defeated because of the word. When you attach the word of God, so therefore it doesn't really matter if your, your voice is loud or not. Now, like I've told you in the past, you know, the, the Holy Spirit comes upon you and boy, you know, you're just, you're going for it. That's fine. That means the spirit of God is directing you to do so. But the key ingredient that I've, I see many times is missing is, is they don't, the, the church in general, they don't attach the word. So it just becomes you. It becomes you trying to walk in authority, but you're like displaced or dis disattached from the source of it, which is the word of God. It's the word of God that does not return unto us void. And so when you decree over a situation, I take authority over that spirit of death, God, and then you just go forth and you say, you shall live and you shall not die according to the word of God. When you look at someone and you see they're just fear, fear, fear or maybe it's you, uh, so much fear, and you say, nope, I command fear to go. Speak forth the scripture. You have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. It is the word of God that carries the weight, and it carries the authority. Who is the word? Jesus is the word. Do you know that it takes, yes, discipline. It takes exercising our spiritual members of our body. It takes us literally being so centered on what the word says. So that we can walk in that level of authority. How many of you guys know what I'm talking about? How many of you tried it both ways? And know, oh yeah, you can get tired in just trying to command things. You can command things so you're blue in the face. But if you're not standing on the word in your commandments, you're literally not really moving that, that, that wall or whatever it is, that mountain. You're really not, but you're getting tired. Well, that's, that's going to change. If that's you, see, that's going to change. Yeah, we're going to stop letting the devil wear you out. You know, sometimes, so I, I'm going to have you turn to Isaiah 43 quickly, but authority won't work unless you have a scripture to back it up. Amen. Amen. You know, that was for somebody. That, that definitely, it's not mind over matter. Some people, oh, it's mind over matter. No, it is not. It is the word of God over everything, period. It is the word of God. Look at Isaiah 43, and in verse 1 and 3. And it says this, right in the middle of verse 1. Fear not, fear not. You start feeling fearful. 
Fear not, the word of the Lord says, Isaiah 43, verse 1, fear not, for I have redeemed you. Devil, get out of here. The word of the Lord says, fear not, the Lord has redeemed me. I am redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I am redeemed, I'm bought, I'm purchased with this perfect blood. You're defeated, devil. You know what happens when you say such a, such a thing? Not only does the devil flee from you, but you, yourself, you get built up. You get built up, right? Don't we? We get built up in the Holy Ghost. We, are, we literally become strengthened. That's why the importance of knowing the Word of God. And when you know the Word and you speak the Word, you literally become built up in your inner man. When you're built up in your inner man, then therefore you're going to operate from this inner place, the place of God's strength. Who lives on the inside of you? We just read it, 1 Corinthians, the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit of God lives on the inside of every believer. Let's keep Let's keep going. In this scripture right here, 43, 1, and so I'm going to keep going. I've called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. Some of you are passing through difficult situations, but it says, I will be with you. I will be with you. Um, Isaiah 43, verse 1 through 3. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you go through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. Say, I shall not be burned. I shall not be burned. The flames, it says... They will not scorch you. I shall not be burned. What did Jesus say our words were? Our words were spirit and life. John 6, 63. You can write that down. John 6, 63. Our words are spirit and life. It's the words of Christ that are spirit of life and spirit and life. So are ours. See, here's the problem. Oh, somebody's going, I can't believe she just said that. It's Jesus' words that are spirit and life. It is Jesus' words. Yes. And I sure hope that the words that are coming out of your mouth are the words of Christ. And if the words that are coming out of your mouth are the words of Christ, then your words should look just like his words, sound just like his words, and then therefore your words should be spirit and life too. Because where is the word? The word of God is near me. It is in my mouth. It is in my heart. Where is the word? The word of God is near me. This is a scripture for those of you that may not know. It's a scripture. Found in Romans. I think it's Romans 10, 8, I believe. We'll get there in a moment. So the, the few weeks, in the, the past few weeks, I've been going through certain, I've been going through some teachings here at the House of Glory to really strengthen you to know your authority. And so if you've missed any of them, of course, you can go back and you can watch any of them because they're all online. They're all on our network, Mighty Wind. They're also on YouTube. But return to sender. I taught you how to return that thing to the sender, not the person. We return it to the pit. We return it to the pit. That's where it came from. I don't care if it came out of the mouth of someone you know. It still came from the pit. They were just being off. The enemy was just using them to speak forth that which comes from the pit. It still came from the pit. You know, I had somebody write to me on Facebook and say, I'm confused. I thought that that was witchcraft. And I, you saw that? And I said, listen to the message. I make it very, very clear. <laughs> I'm talking about sending it to the pit. We don't send it back to a person. That would be witchcraft. You send something back to the person? Hmm. What spirit are you operating out of? It's not the spirit of the Lord. It is the spirit of witchcraft. You send that thing that's evil, that's not of God, back to the 
pit. You decree it leaves you, and you command that assignment to be broken off of you, right? We don't battle against flesh and blood. So if you know that, and you, we battle against the powers, principalities. So when you know that, when you're casting something, you're telling it to leave, you're not speaking to the individual, you're speaking to the spirit. And I know that you know that here, but not everybody knows that. So return to sender. And I said, stop receiving. So many people just receive things. Oh, but they said, and they feel, feel, feel. Hey, if it's not lining up with the word of God, you're just going to have to get some Teflon, you know, outer coating. Just get some Teflon outer coating and say, Spirit of the living God, strengthen me by the power of your might. Because if there's a lot of things that are sent your way, a lot of witchcraft, jealousy, a lot of word curses that are being sent your way, first of all, there's no curse without a cause. Secondly, if you're feeling discouraged and you go, gosh, I just feel this all around me, send it to the pit. Don't allow it to remain. So there's a whole message on that. But I've been teaching a lot lately on our authority because it's necessary. It's needed. So return to sender was one, just one drop of the blood. We talked about the blood of Jesus. Just one drop is all it takes. Our whole DNA completely changes, right? How Jesus became our Passover lamb. And every time we apply the blood, the blood of Jesus, it's like that blood speaks Passover. Remember? Passover. Apply the blood. What are you speaking? Passover. Devil, you got to pass over this one here because they're marked out. The blood of Jesus marks them out. I'm marked out. Passover, devil. You don't get to touch this one. The blood of Jesus. It's powerful. How about, devil, you're fired. <laughs> out of the mouths of babes, for those that know what I'm talking about. Stop giving access to the destroyer in your life. If a child can quote it, so can you. If a child can quote it, so can you. And then we talked about quenching the fiery darts. I'm going through this on purpose because sometimes you need to be reminded of certain things and actually kind of weave it all together. So to quench the fiery darts, how do we quench the fiery darts? When the fiery darts come your way, remember what I said? It's the word of God. The word of God, which is like water. The word is likened unto water all around you. It's going to literally douse out the fire, that flaming fire that was sent your way, the darts that were sent your way. The water will. What is the water? The word. When you quote the word, when you speak the word, when you're living by the word, the word is, going, is your shield, and it's going to literally quench and, and remove those fiery darts that were meant to hurt you and harm you and attack you. Are we following? So we have benefits in Christ. We all do. But if we don't know that we have them, we're not going to really know how to walk in them. So what I see a lot of the times is that the devil is dominating believers. But in reality, we are to dominate the devil. We are to dominate him. How many of you want to really learn how to dominate the devil? How many of you are, are tired of allowing his tactics somehow find a way in? Oh, no more. So that's why we've been teaching on this, because it's important and it's so needed. Hallelujah. All right, let's turn to 1 John 4. First John and chapter four. I want to first read four four. It says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, 
because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Familiar scripture. You are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. You are an overcomer, church of God. You know you were born a winner? You actually were, you were born a winner and you, you won before you even began. And I'm talking about when you were born again. You won when you, before you even began. The reason that you are an overcomer is because, not because of your doing, is because the greater one lives on the inside of you. When you get a revelation that the greater one who lives on the inside of you is not going anywhere and knows exactly the end from the beginning, when you, when you get the revelation that the, the greater one that lives within you is the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, when you get the revelation the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you, the greater one that lives on the inside of you is causing you to be victorious because he leads you and guides you as long as you let him. He leads you and guides you into the ways of truth. He's a truth bearer, right? So you're victorious. You're an overcomer, not because of your strength, but because the spirit of God that lives on the inside of you. Somebody say, praise God. Amen. It's not about you. It's not about your qualifications or your ability. It's about the spirit of the living God. Amen. And so this should be like, this should be like, wow, thank you, Jesus. You know, you don't, there's nowhere in the word that says you got to perform for God. No, no performance, but dependency. Yes, we get to be dependent upon the Lord. So we're an overcomer. And when you were born again, you overcame what? Demons, demonic realm. You overcame them because of God in you. Say, I've overcome the devil. Because the greater one lives on the inside of me. See, the enemy doesn't want you to know that. He doesn't want you to know that there's such strength and such power in you because of the Holy Spirit. He wants you to think, oh, what's going to happen next? Oh, but now, now this, and now that. What else? What else? What else? Yeah, what else, devil? What else is the glory of God continues to increase? That's what's happening, devil. He wants you, he tries to flip it so that you're worrying about what else is going to happen and what is this child going to do and what is this situation and what about here and what, what about my fine? What about the world and what about, what about our nation? What else, devil? What else is the glory of God is increasing that all of our sons and daughters shall prophesy? What else? What else, devil? Let me tell you what else. The greater one lives on the inside of me, the glory of God all around me. Amen. That's what else, devil. Flip it.